0: Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. again to our always abounding podcast and what a joy it is to be with you again and uh, just you know it's just a blessing to serve the Lord and uh, we've uh, been back in Uganda now for several weeks and uh, well actually almost two months Uh, just amazing how fast time flies but uh, but it's just it's such a blessing to be able to be in a position uh, being able to serve the Lord and to be able to follow in his footsteps and, uh, and I hope that uh, this podcast finds you doing the same. And I know that we are in different locations. I know that we're in different ministries, different families, different situations. Uh, but I hope that you're always looking for those opportunities uh, to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. This podcast is called Always Abounding. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord." Uh, That has always been my life verse ever since I can remember. And uh, that phrase there in the middle of the verse, always abounding in the work of the Lord. We should not be retreating. We should not be staying average. uh, We should always be abounding in the work of the Lord. Just want to give you a brief update of uh, some of the things that are happening here. This past uh, weekend, we had the opportunity of visiting uh, our churches in a village called Bukakata. And uh, Bukakata is a fishing village that is near uh, Lake Victoria. If you look on a map, uh, Lake Victoria is here in East Africa. It's the second largest freshwater lake in the world. And uh, God brought us across the path of this, these people in Bukakata. And, uh, and so we went out there on, uh, on Saturday and uh, just went out and uh, literally went door to door through the village, uh, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, inviting people to come to church the next day. If I could describe this village to you a little bit, it's, it's a very interesting village, uh, and that is the fact that uh, most of the people... Uh, in this village live in uh, iron sheet or corrugated roof housing Uh, the walls are made out of corrugated iron sheets the roof is with corrugated iron sheets and uh, it would seem just by looking at it from the outside it's very uncomfortable living conditions and uh, to say the least especially uh, during the hot season, when the sun is beating on those iron sheets, but the people are living there. They don't have a lot of money. Many of them are refugees from uh, uh, from Congo and Rwanda who uh, have no place to stay, and so they just live in these uh, these villages. And uh, why they're in the villages, they try to fish and, and you know try to make some uh, as much money as they can in those in that village. So we have two. We have one church uh, that is. Uh, in one of these villages here in this Bukakata area and then we uh, the reason we went this past weekend was to uh, open up another preaching point uh, in the main part of the village and uh, this is where we found all these iron sheet houses and things of this nature so it's kind of a new place uh, because uh, this last year for whatever reason I don't know if it's because of the vast amounts of rain or if they're just letting Uh, less water go through the dam Uh, but Lake Victoria the levels have risen quite significantly as a matter of fact a lot of businesses uh, that are right next to the lake have really suffered they've uh, when we were out there we actually saw a mosque that was sitting in the lake because the lake levels had uh, risen so much and so that's why a lot of these people have moved in so it's been a good opportunity for our men uh, to go there and start this preaching point. And so we went around and then uh, went to different places. We divided up into groups and and went out and uh, Brother Chiza Joven, uh, the man that uh, is in our village mentorship and assistance ministry team, uh, he and I went out together and, and uh, as we went from place to place witnessing to several people, we had the opportunity of uh, seeing a uh, lady, her name is, uh, Josephine, her, uh, her name is Josephine. She came to know Jesus Christ as her Savior on that day. What a blessing that was to, to see her do that. Brother Chiza went through a clear presentation of the gospel. She was very confused about different religions, confused about uh, the uh, people that professed to be born again. And uh, she just wasn't sure about anything, really. And so we were able to take the Bible and, and uh, go through the Word of God with her. And uh, she was able to trust Jesus Christ as her Savior. The next day we came, obviously on Sunday, we came and uh, had the service there. And uh, we probably had, I would imagine, around 40 people in the service. It was the first time uh, that the church met there, and, uh, or that the group of people met there. And we just had a great service, had the opportunity of preaching uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and, and uh, several people uh, raised their hand uh, that they did not know uh, if they died today that they would go to heaven, uh, but uh, one particular man uh, made the decision to trust Christ as his personal Savior that day. And we're praying for the others uh, that uh, know that they're not saved, that know they're lost, and pray that we'll have the opportunity uh, later on, to to witness to them again and give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then, right after the service was finished, we uh, we got uh, several got on motorcycles. We took our vehicle and uh, drove about uh, four kilometers to Lake Victoria, and uh, we had the opportunity of I had the opportunity of baptizing three uh, people that day that uh, had previously come to know Christ. They had been taught about baptism, what baptism is, what it's not, and uh, we were able to uh, see them get baptized, and, and then come back to the pastor's house, the, the leader's house there, and, uh, and just just spend some time with him, fellowshipping with his family, and encouraging them, and uh, it was just a great, great weekend. Two people saved, three baptized, seeing a preaching point established with the goal of seeing a church started there here soon, and uh, my heart was encouraged. Uh, so pray for uh, Pastor Paul Serenjoji. Uh, pastor Paul Serenjoji is the one who is assisting uh, these two preaching points, and uh, he's been discipling them and nurturing them. And, uh, but Pastor Paul is uh, becoming the official pastor of our town church uh, here in Masaka, and so he is not going to be able to spend as much time out in Bukakata as he has in the past. And so we're gonna be relying much more on the leaders there uh, in the church in, um, Nab- or in uh, Bukakata. And uh, so pray for a man by the name of uh, Gava Mukulia. And uh, that's his name. It's kind of a difficult name to remember, Gava Mukulia. But uh, he is uh, doing a great work out there. Uh, he is a farmer and uh, has his house and land there and he farms there but at the same time he's leading those two preaching points and helping them as they reach those people in that area with the gospel of jesus christ and so i'm excited about that and looking forward to the future um, I, when i came to uganda i brought with me some uh, portable um, recording equipment so that uh, in the future uh, when i go out to these villages i want to sit down with the Uh, the leaders of these churches so that you can get a chance to hear them. You can get a chance to know them as well. Uh, Maybe hear their testimonies, how they came to know Christ as their Savior. And uh, so I'm excited about uh, what the Lord is going to do uh, in this podcast as we literally take the podcast uh, to the village. And so I'm excited about that as well. So pray for Bukakata and uh, pray for the two preaching points out there. Pray for Brother Gavamakulia as he leads those ministries, and uh, we're excited about what the Lord is going to do out there in Bukakata. Uh, Pray for those that got saved, the two that got saved as we follow up on them, those that got baptized as they continue to be discipled. uh, We're excited about seeing what God is gonna do in their lives. When I was out there in Bukakata, it just reminded me as I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the leadership of the church uh, I'm looking at uh, Pastor Paul, I'm looking at uh, Brother Maculia, the people that are there, but just poor, uh, poor people. Um, they don't have any money, they don't have much work, um, they just live off the land, they live off of whatever fish they can catch, and uh, and sad to say most of the money that they do save, they end up uh, spending on alcohol and just wasting their lives and Sometimes when you go to villages like that, you ask yourself the question, can God really use anybody from this situation? Can God really uh, call anybody? Can God really raise up anybody from such a hopeless looking situation? And uh, can God use these people uh, in the ministry? Can God use them to pastor? Can God use them uh, to serve the Lord. And it reminded me of a verse. And I just want to talk about this this morning as we think about always abounding in the work of the Lord, because if if we're going to always abound, you know, the church has been going now for, uh, nearly 2000 years since the church was established. And, And so if we're going to have the attitude of always abounding, if we're going to, uh, continue to abound, we've got to have, laborers we've got to have men we've got to have women that are uh, that God is going to use in his service and his in his ministry and uh, the Bible talks about these people that God chooses and I want you to uh, look in first Corinthians in chapter one. First Corinthians in chapter one uh, the Bible says there in verse number 26 first uh, Corinthians chapter one and verse number 26 For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Uh, I read a story recently about a wealthy lady who uh, was very grateful for the letter M because it doesn't say that not any wise men, not any mighty, not any noble. It just says not many. Uh, so not many are called. So according to this verse, the vast majority of the people that are being used of God are people that don't have a lot of education. They, they, they don't have a great pedigree or a great background. They don't have a lot of money uh, in the bank. But God says in verse number 27, He says, But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the things that are wise, or the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Why? That no flesh should glory in his presence. That no flesh should glory in his presence. God is looking for men. God is looking for women who will be used of God, who will surrender themselves to the Lord in a way that God can use them and a way that God can direct them to continue to influence and reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But notice here, God... it's interesting how it is written here in verse number 26 he says for you see your calling brethren how that not many wise men after the flesh not many mighty not many noble are called in other words as you look at this verse you get the idea that God is desiring to call them there is a desire to use them I mean if you take someone who is uh, who has great education, and you take someone who has great riches, and you take someone who has great uh, family background, the, the resources and the opportunities uh, that are available to those type of people would make the job so much easier. No doubt about it. Someone who's educated and someone who has money and someone who has a, 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 a great background has opportunities that other people would never have and has resources that other people have, but the Bible says that not many of them are called. Not many of them are chosen. Not many of them are taken. Why? Because typically speaking, generally speaking, these type of people are not interested in serving God, many times because of who they are and because of their background and because of the money in the bank, many times they, they don't have the time to serve God. And, and so they don't have the time because all their effort is spent into, uh, their jobs, their money or their time is spent in making more money and, and, uh, or you have the educated and it just doesn't seem like education is never enough. And so, uh, we go from this degree to that degree to this degree to that degree. And so we don't have enough time to serve God because we're always further in education. And so God is looking out in, in, in my opinion, God is looking out and, and, desiring to use all different kinds of people. But the sad fact or the sad reality is that there's not many noble that are called. There's not many mighty that are called. There's not many educated that are called because many of them are not willing and don't have the opportunity or time to serve God. And sad to say, many of those people because of the situation they're in, they sadly do not even have a desire to serve God. When I was out in Bukakata and seeing these people, I mean, they've, they've got lots of time. They don't have a lot of education they're, They don't have the money to go to school. They don't have the money to further, uh, their, uh, their education. So they're just sitting there and just literally trying to make a living. And, and God is saying, listen, uh, these people to, to many would seem foolish. And these people to many would seem like nothing can come out of it. And, and, and God could never use these people, but God specifically says, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, as i was sitting there and and watching pastor paul as he is leading these ministries and 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 if you could see pastor paul you would see that pastor paul is lame he has to drag himself everywhere he goes and yet for years Pastor Paul has been faithfully coming out to these villages, ministering to these people and helping these people. And these people are growing in the Lord and these people are getting excited about serving God. And these people are going out and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to the rest of the world. It seems like they're worthless people. They're useless. They could never be used of God. And yet these are the people that many times, just because they're available God says, this is who I'm choosing. I'm choosing the foolish things of the world. I'm choosing the weak things of the world. I'm choosing the base things of the world. I'm choosing things that are despised. These are the things that I have chosen. And the answer is so very simple. He says there in verse number 29, that no flesh should glory in his presence. That no flesh should glory in his presence. God wants the glory for everything that is said and done. And as I serve him here in Uganda, East Africa, most of the people that I work with are poor people. Most of the people I work with, are, uh, they don't have a great education. Most of the people I work with have never gone to university or, or any of that. They're just base people. And yet God says, that's who I want to use. That's the kind of people that I want to choose. That's the type of people that I want to take and and raise up. And and, and that's what encourages me. Sometimes when I go out in the villages and I see the abject poverty and and I see uh, the mentality of the people out there and I wonder, is it possible, can God raise up anyone from these villages? And the answer to that is yes. God can do that. God can raise up men. God can raise up women. God can raise up Sunday school teachers. God can raise up uh, boys and girls that, that have had no background or nothing and they can be taught and trained in the word of God and God can use them to reach many people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think so many times we're tempted to spend more time with the educated and more time with the wealthy and we're tempted to spend more time with those that are famous and those that uh, can bring us fame. And we tend to forget about those that are in Bukakata, those that are in these fishing villages that God loves, that God sent his son, Jesus Christ to die for. And I'm so grateful for the fact that I can be here in Uganda and, and I can go to these places and I can witness to these people. And we can see these folks come to know Jesus Christ as their savior and see God change their lives and then see them turn around and reach people as well with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I just wonder sometime how many unsung heroes there will be in heaven that you and I have never heard of. They had no money, they had no education, no fame, but they were chosen by God. And they used their lives, they sold out their lives to reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the wonderful thing about that is, God got the glory through everything. God got the glory through everything. Well, I didn't finish everything that I wanna talk about. I wanted to go to the next verse because the next verse was the heart of my message, but I'm gonna stop there today, just because I'm out of time as far as my uh, normal timing for the podcast. And, and so I wanna stop there, and I and, uh, hope you'll join in, in the next podcast because we're gonna come back to this Uh, principle and uh, continue this principle of understanding that God is desiring to use those who are nobodies. It, It doesn't mean that he can't use the rich. It doesn't mean he can't use the educated. He can, and he wants to, but the sad fact is few of them are willing. And I'm glad I'm, I'm thankful for missionaries that can go to Europe and I'm thankful for missionaries that can go to places where people have wealth and people uh, are, are, are doing, uh, you know, greatly educated, but, but I'm many times so thankful that I can come to a country where they don't have a lot of education and they don't have a lot of possessions, but they have a love for God and it's wonderful to see them always abounding in the work of the Lord. And so I hope that this has been a challenge to you and a, and a blessing to you. I know the people of Bukakata were a great challenge to me and just reminding me again that sometimes being here in Uganda, it's, it's difficult and uh, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of work. But I'm so grateful that God can take the base things of this world and God can take something that to us is nothing and make it something so that God can get the glory. Thank you so much for joining us again on our uh, Always Abounding podcast and I hope you'll join us with us each week as uh, we uh, just introduce, tell you a little about what's going on in Uganda and then uh, talk about a principle uh, from the scriptures that will help us to always abound in the work of the Lord. If you've not done so already, I wanna encourage you to subscribe Uh, to our podcast and uh, make sure that uh, you do that so that each week and uh, lord willing i know things come up and sometimes things get busy but i do try to make sure that we do one of these each week and uh, to keep you informed keep you up to date about what is going on here in uganda and how god is working in my heart because as he works in my heart i want to share that with you god bless you so much have a wonderful day as you serve the lord and don't forget Always abound in the work of the Lord. God bless you. See you next week. We want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you. To always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.